Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. They're longtime friends. Let me tell you something real quick about Dibs that I'm sure not everybody knows. <laughs> and first time partners. Hang in there, big guy. There'll be brighter days ahead. Now, these two homegrown Bay Area boys finally come together to take over sports talk. Get the hell off of my doorstep. Major League Baseball, you steam. It's Willard and Dibs. <laughs> On 95.7, the game. Yeah, I tell you what, I, you know, I, I love Talk this. Talk to me, Mark. Well, I love this conversation. This is not where I thought uh, we would be today. Um, but here we are. That was a great day for 49er ownership. It's been a great day. And that was one of the most interesting nuggets that Jed York has ever said. Actually, let me do that again. That was the most interesting thing that Jed York has ever said today. So we can talk about winning with class. We can talk about him getting out of the way. We can talk about smart decisions like hiring Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. And then we can talk about what he actually said when he decided to come out and uh, and speak today. And so we're going to play this for you in just a couple of minutes because the nugget that he shared about the development of Brock Purdy, which was basically a conduit to him explaining the relationship between him and Kyle Shanahan, I find this to be about as interesting and open as it gets within the framework of a professional sports franchise. It was pretty interesting, and uh, you know, to hear Jed say it the way he said it, and you know, just the way Kyle came to him and basically laid it out, like Kyle was the boss, and that Jed was like the underling, and Kyle says, "Well, this is what I see, and this is what we're doing," and he said, "Sorry," without saying sorry, like you know, we did this and we did that, but turns out this guy is going to be the best quarterback we have, and uh, well. Deal with it, Jed. Well, this is important. Like, we're going to play for you what he said, but think about something else for a second, the way he said it. This is important. Why does an owner get out the way? Get out the way. Totally. Get out the way. (laughs) Why does an owner get out of the way, and why are they uber-hesitant to show up and talk now? There's a reason for that. There's a very, very, very defined reason for that. And this is what it is. An owner does not want to just stay in the background. That's going to be their choice in their way. And then as soon as things go well, oh, 
Time for a press conference. Here I am, yeah. Here I am. Everybody say hi to me. I own this team and we're good. I'm good, right? Pat me on the back. Love me. Say good things about me. So if Jed is going to speak this week, and there was clearly a thirst for it, he had to do it in a certain way. And the way he had to do it was to give all of the credit to everybody else. All of the credit to Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. Roster construction and the ability to assess the players you have and the courage to walk up to him in the middle of maybe the most controversial training camp that this organization has ever known and say what he said. Here's the story. Jed York talking about Kyle Shanahan and a conversation they had before last season. Training camp 2022. You know, I mean, we haven't really talked much about Brock, but that's a good example of Kyle's directness. You know, last year in preseason, I think week one of training camp, which you have a, a quarterback that we're paying, I think, $20 million to. You have a guy that you drafted with investing three first-round picks into, and he grabs me after practice and says, hey, hey, man, we, we, we got to talk. And that's generally not a good thing when your coach tells you you're to talk. Like, all right, what's up? And he's like, ah, I think our third string quarterback's our best quarterback. I'm like, okay. I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, well, he's like, obviously, like, we've invested in Trey. Like, Trey's doing a good job. Like, we're going to do everything that we can. We're not going to change that. And we're not going to change the depth chart. But, like, I think Brock will end up being our quarterback at some point. And, like, he didn't force it. But you had two injuries, and that's how Brock ended up playing. But he's he's always honest, even if it's not, like, one thing that owners don't love to hear when they've invested money and or draft picks or both into people that the last pick in the draft is the guy that we think is the best. <laughs> that's that's generally not great news, but he's honest and he let it play out the right way. I would have paid so much whatever y'all are going to pay for Super Bowl tickets to be there. I'd have paid <laughs> to be the third person in that room just to look at the looks on faces when Jimmy Garoppolo, when signed, highest paid player in the history of the NFL. Right, right. Heaven and earth biggest trade in the history of the organization moved to go get Trey Lance. Then you awkwardly bring Jimmy Garoppolo back for millions more to be your backup quarterback. And oh, by the way, Jed left one thing out. Brock Purdy for parts of that training camp was not the third stringer. He was the fourth stringer exactly. because Nate Sudfeld had been given $2 million yeah, as well. Sudsy. And Kyle walks up to him and says, I need to tell you something. And Jed says, that's <laughs> never a good thing. Oh, my gosh. Right. That's the greatest conversation ever. All those millions and all those draft picks that we kind of had you, you pay and, and expend, well, go ahead and wad those up and throw them in the trash. All because the at some point... <laughs> This guy, Brock Purdy, is going to be our quarterback. And Jed probably looked at him and thought, you know, his thoughts were probably like, oh, no effing way. No way. But the other part of him is like, I hired this guy. I believe in this guy. And if he thinks that is the case, well, you know, I have to go with it. Because you hire Kyle because he's an expert. And you hire John because he's an expert. And if you're the owner, you do that knowing that, there's a lot of things that are out of your control. And even though that conversation was, I'm sure, very uncomfortable for both, Jed, at the end of it, has to be like, okay, Kyle, I believe in you. I mean... I hired you. I believe in you. 
Okay. That's how we're going to win. Any, see, any, it's, it's Brock, well, right? Well, right. Yeah, Brock. What's his name? Let's see. <laughs> Rock, Rick? That's right. Rick Pardee? Yeah. Let's see how this Rick Pardee can play. Well, and he doesn't rush it, right? He's not like, hey, Jed, I think we need to start Brock Purdy week one. Right. Not doing that. And Kyle has spoken to that at least once or twice. It wasn't like firmly spoken about, but he's like, we're not in a position to make that kind of a move. He'd never played an NFL game. But I wonder, does this change the Brock Purdy story for anybody, even in just a little bit of a way? Because there is something, um, not that we need to know this now, he's been great, he's top five MVP, he's in the Super Bowl, but this legitimizes the story a little bit in my mind, because... What do we know about the Brock Purdy narrative? The Brock Purdy conversation has always not just been about what he does, but it's where he came from. Did you know he was good? Is he actually good? Or is this just some sort of systematic presence that has developed out of 49er football at this time? What this tells me is that in no uncertain terms, not like, ah, that guy's kind of good. No, 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 no. I'm going to firmly walk across the grass. I'm going to call a meeting with my owner. And I'm like, hey, owner. That's the guy. Right. That's the guy. Maybe not now, but I, he will be the guy. And, uh, you know, just so you know, he's going to be the guy. Working with him for four weeks. Right. That's what I'm looking for. That's what we've been looking for. That sort of Doesn't that put a different spin on the Brock Purdy conversation because I think we a lot of people have been cruising around for two years now going, well, a couple guys broke their legs and well, he just went out there and sure. Debo and Christian were standing there so he had no choice but to be good. No, they saw this yeah. three months before that. A little bit of the uh, Obi-Wan, Luke Skywalker vibes okay. where Luke is out there you know, whining about having to go get power converters, living with his... Uh, his uncle and his aunt in the middle of nowhere. And Obi-Wan's like, no, no, no. You're the guy. Come with me. Right? We're going to train you. You're the guy. Or and like The Matrix. I mean, right. Keanu Reeves in front of his computer. You are the chosen one. Right. What? I'm high. What do you mean I'm the chosen <laughs> one? No, no, no. You are the chosen one. Yeah, a little bit of yeah. that Neo vibe. Exactly. And that's kind of the way it goes. And, you know, you go to the owner and you say, look, you know, Jimmy, I know we're paying him $20 million. <laughs> Sorry about that. And I know we spent three firsts to move up to get Trey. My bad. But, hey, the good news is, Jed, I think I found a guy who's better than both of them. So, yeah, at some point, he's going to be the guy. And, uh, man, it's going to work out, and you're going to love it. All right, Jed, I got to go. I got to go to practice. Good talk. Yeah. What? Totally. Like, wouldn't it have been great to follow Jed to the car? Hey Jed, what are you thinking right now? It's somewhere. I'm I want my twenty million. Back. Right, like it's somewhere between shrug your shoulders and your ears are about to fly off of your head. Right, you are so steaming mad. What? How are we going to get out of this? How? Right. That's the next question. Kyle tells me that at some point this is going to be our quarterback. How? How are we getting out of this? Like I get the Jimmy part's easy. You get one more year, sure, and then it goes away. But the Trey part. But Trey, what are we? Hey, coach. 
What are you what doing? What are we going to do? What are you doing? What are we going to do? So you spent three first-round picks to move up and take a guy who's now going to be supplanted by Mr. Irrelevant? Right. Like, and imagine if Brock didn't turn out to be Brock Purdy. If Brock turned out to be just a guy, like, you know, maybe you go eight and nine and you trade Trey Lance and you, you hope that Brock's the guy and he, he turns out he's not the guy. Well, then what? Then right. where are we? Well, that's that right. Isn't that the obvious thought that? And in, in fact, many of you said this back before the season. Well, Kyle, whew, you better be right. Exactly. Exactly. He was. Yeah. He was. I mean, he, he has been right, he and he was right. I mean, here we are again. And last year, he gets to the yeah. conference championship game, and his arm gets ripped off. And you think, okay, man, surgery. And boy, you go into this year, and you know, maybe Trey and maybe Sam Darnold. You never know if Brock can't get healthy. <laughs> think about our conversations back in yeah. May and June. You know, if Brock doesn't get healthy, what do they do? Sam, Trey, uh, Brandon Allen sure looks good in OTAs. Um, do you ever go through some of the major 49er injuries of the last three or four years and, yeah. think, and think about, thank, gosh, I don't want to be disrespectful, but, but sort of kind of thank God they happened. It worked out. Right? Like Nick Bosa's on the team because Jimmy Torres ACL. Right. Um, what if Trey never got hurt? Well, at some point, Brock's going to be the QB. Uh, how? Like that. Well, Trey gets benched. Oh, there you go. And that would have happened. But that know, means sooner than than later. Yeah, but that also probably means that that your record isn't good. That that comes from your sure. you're losing football games. You don't start so, five and zero with Trey Lance. There, there no no NFC title game last year. If 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 Trey doesn't get hurt and you're like, well, we're gonna have to bench him because we're you know we're five and eight. Well. So that's another lost year. Yeah, yeah. That means Brock never has his playoff experience when he arrives back on. The, I mean, like the sliding doors effect is unbelievable. It's incredible to think about. Um, we're sponsored by the Farmer's Dog. Peter King joins us in 45 minutes. That's always fantastic. We're always welcoming to your calls. Fire that on up, 888-957-9570. Cam Newton's name came up on our show yesterday because we're like, oh, he hasn't had a podcast lately. He hasn't had much to say about Brock. It was as if he heard us saying that because guess what he did? He went out last night and he uncorked another podcast. Guess what he said about Brock? We'll have that for you coming up next on Willard and Dibs. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Honesty seems to be the word. We've got a lot of stuff to play for you today. Um, Jed York's conversation, we got that started, and it's interesting. Nick Bosa had a lot of things to say. I sure did. <laughs> that, that were interesting. Um, I mean, took a shot at the Chiefs' offensive line. They hold me a lot. Indirectly. Um, his answer to a question of has he seen anyone on the 49er defense behave selfishly this year was an interesting answer. Okay. Okay. So uh, we got all that. We got all that coming up. And uh, and I have no doubt that Nick wanted to hold a big press conference today because he's like, I'm not letting mom speak for me. Mom's out here absolutely torching social media with I want the Chiefs and, I, and I'm and i already planning our victory party after the Super Bowl. And I think he's probably like, Mom. Totally. Right? And so he's like, we, we better hold a press conference. And so, uh, so, so he's out and about today, uh, Nick Bosa. But we wanted you to hear this. Um, it's the fourth and one show, the podcast, with Cam Newton. And... We weren't the only ones who brought him up yesterday. We're like, hey, Cameron, what do you want to say about Mr. Game Manager Brock Purdy now? Because I don't know if you heard, but he's in the Super Bowl. So do you think that Cam, A, walked it back, or B, doubled down? What do you think? Oh, he doubled down. Oh, Cam doesn't do he doesn't do the moonwalk. Uh, just like that old movie Swingers. Here comes Captain Double Down. I've never said that Brock Purdy was trash. What I did say is Brock Purdy is a game manager. That's not hate. That's just what I feel to be facts. But I still reserve the right to say this: to be labeled a game changer, Brock Purdy has to be the best player on the offensive side of the ball. Hmm. And that's not the case. And who's the best player? T- Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Man, look, I ain't recanting shit. Oh. And if you really want to just be honest, if you add in a defensive talent and you add in the offensive talent, Brock Parity is the 10th best player on this team. Okay, cool. Did he have a great game? Yes. Is he been playing out of his mind? Yes. Is he a quarterback that's hot? Yes. yes. But he's still the 10th best player on his team. That's the stupidest bleep I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, wow. wow. You, didn't, you didn't lose me when you said that McCaffrey's the best player on offense. A lot of people think that. You didn't lose me. But to, once again, do you see what gets tucked underneath the covers here? Brock Purdy's not good. He's hot. He's playing out of his mind. Mm. Oh, he's playing out of his mind, you say, Cam. Well, for someone to be playing out of their mind, that would mean that they're playing better than they normally do. Please take me to the time when Brock Purdy played normal and bad, but now he's hot. You can't. 
because he's never had an extended period of poor play. The owner is in public today suggesting that the 49ers knew prior to last season that he was by far and away their best quarterback. Why? Because he's good. There is nothing sadder to me in sports, and I mean this now genuinely, there's nothing sadder than ex-athletes telling you that what you're currently enjoying is not as cool as what they used to do. It is pathetic. And Cam Newton, who I think is younger than Steph Curry, is exhibit A today of the ex-athlete who nobody wants anymore, even though you're still playing age, and you are on a rocking chair at the barbershop or at the corner of the bar telling everybody how it would be if the man hadn't kept you down. It's absolutely pathetic when ex-athletes do this. Rather than assess and uplift because they're in your same fraternity. They're out there doing what you did. You know better than anyone how hard it is to do. To smack them down when they arrive especially when you don't see him coming, I think is some of the saddest stuff you can ever see in human life. Well, I think that maybe Cam is looking in a mirror in terms of his own career where he had one year where he flashed and he was the AP MVP. He was the Offensive Player of the Year and he made two Pro Bowls, three Pro Bowls, but the one year that he really flashed, they went 15-1 and and they went to the Super Bowl and they lost and that was it. His last four years as a pro, he was 13 and 23 as a starter. And he turned out to be, you know, not even a system guy. His career completion percentage is 59.9. That's also 59.9. Also known as not good enough. Right. It's not not good good enough. enough. And, you know, when his ability to run you know, quickly went away, he became a quarterback that no one would want. And so now Brock Purdy's a guy who no one saw coming, and he is more than just a system guy. He's actually gotten to the to the spot where you got, Cam, and it took you, let me see, it went five years to get there where it took Brock Purdy two years. And yes, Brock Purdy's team is better than your team, and he likely will be back there again, but it's just sad when you have a guy throw that much shade, and Brock Purdy's already won more playoff games than Cam Newton ever did in his long career. Again, uh, we can all disagree, so that's fine. I I honestly don't care how could it not be that way. Not everyone's opinion is going to be the same. But I do think it's sort of like getting into a bar. you got to get by the bouncer, and you have to have an answer that allows you by the bouncer. Brock Purdy is the 10th best player on the Niners, doesn't get you by the bouncer. I'm sorry. You're allowed to have differing opinions. You're not allowed to have that opinion. I'm sorry. You can't be that far off and be welcomed to the table. That is patently absurd. The 10th best player on the 49ers, if the quarterback is the 10th best player on your team, you automatically have a losing record. Automatic. But unless you're Brad Johnson. They have the ball. Or Trent Dilfer. Even then. Even then. They have the ball on every play. The 10th best? I mean... You could argue those two guys were the 10th best player on their team. You couldn't name nine players on those teams. Well, the the Tampa Bay defense had like six Hall of Famers. Okay. 
And then, you know, you had Warwick done on offense. And, yeah. you know, you could look at the roster and you could make that argument. But I think for this team, even if Brock Purdy is the 10th best player on the team, then you probably would be winning 17 nothing or 21-3. to And those Brad Johnson, Trunt, Dilfer examples that people bring up didn't happen twice. Brock Purdy has been to the Final exactly. Four in both of his years as a starting quarterback. So that's all I'm talking about. That's all I'm talking about. Um, Cam Newton is not under my skin from the perspective of Brock Purdy. He is a little bit from the perspective of this is one of the things that I don't enjoy in sports media when ex-athletes do this. doesn't mean that you can't assess. You know what I mean? Like I'll give you an example. A couple years ago, Shaq was, I think, respectfully critical of Donovan Mitchell. And, and was talking about how I think that Donovan becomes a little bit of a lesser player in big moments, but he's like he's a really good young player. And, and, and I want Donovan, I see something in him that suggests to me that maybe he can be even better than he realizes. And so there was a criticism there, but it was respectful. It wasn't like you'll ne- I find. I'll, you'll never hear Shaq. Shaq is not one of those guys that'll be like, yeah, that's great. He's he's good, but he's not as good. Couldn't as hold my yeah, job. Like, Couldn't stop. have played in my era. Stop, Kendrick Perkins. Totally. Shut up. Stop running around to every microphone you can find to tell people that what we're watching now is not as cool as what you did. Because it is. Because it is. It's usually cooler. There are thousands of ex-athletes in sports media And you can smell them around the corner. The ones who are just there to tell you about their Al Bundy days. And how that was when men were men. And that was when the game was played the right way. It is such, to me, a bore to listen to ex-athletes do that. And in fact, when non-ex-athletes in sports media get that kind of hung around their neck, well, you never played... Sometimes I actually think it's a detractor. Sometimes. Not for most. I want the perspective of those who have done it. But sometimes it gets in your way. Because you are so clouded about what you think you achieved back in the day. And you still want it to be relevant so badly that you run everything you're watching now through that prism. And, and, and to me, it wipes clean any opinion you actually have. Well, and the opinion is an opinion, and then you get evidence that would prove your opinion maybe needs to change, and you don't change it. And this is what we talked about last week in terms of people not being willing in the media and in the podcast sphere to admit maybe you were wrong. Maybe you had it wrong about Brock Purdy. And here he is now in the Super Bowl, where last year he made it to the conference championship game and he got hurt, and he you know might have had a good chance to win that game had he been healthy we will never find out if they were better than Philly or not but here he is again and he was healthy this time and they were down 17 and they won the game so it's okay to look at that and go you know what maybe I was wrong about Brock Purdy because he was 16 and 19 in the second half and he was amazing and he led his team back to what 24 27 unanswered points in the NFC championship game and he put that thing on ice so it's okay to look at your opinion and change course, but we don't do that in today's day and age in the media, 
and in podcasts, and certainly Cam Newton never will. Well, it also feels like um, we've just got this weird obsession with labels. Very, very weird obsession with labels. We need to we, we need to categorize things and label things. I mean, we do this. It's not just sports, right? No, it's I all mean, of us. Taylor Swift is a great example. Is she pop? Is it country? What is it? It's just Taylor. She's a star. Right. It's just Taylor. Just, is she a pop star? I, a country star? Whatever. Yeah. Just enjoy the show. Just enjoy the show. And a lot of people do. Yeah. Brock Purdy doesn't have to be Patrick Mahomes. He's not. He won't be ever. He's not Josh Allen. Is he a game manager? Is he a system QB? Why, why? Is he mobile? Why do we have to label all of these guys? It's not just Brock. It's all of them. We have to label everything but because it gives you a certain amount of comfort in terms of knowing what somebody is. And I don't want to get too deep into the idea of racism, but that's what many people do in terms of you know, justifying and judging people based on how they look. You look at somebody and you immediately think that they must be X, Y, and Z based on what you think that person should be. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, you know, you or me or anybody else, you look at somebody, if you don't know them and you go, oh, well, they must be that well, based I, on what, what my own preconceived notions are. You're 100% right. That said, there are certain things I think that are unavoidable as human beings. Um, we love to think that we're judgment free. We're not. None of you are. I'm not. We're not. We're, it's impossible. We judge each other constantly. Constantly. And I, the, the whole like, don't judge a book by its cover. I'm sorry. You will. We will. I will. It's impossible to not have things pop into your head when you first encounter something. What's bothering me all year long about this is you judge the book by its cover. Then you opened up the book, you read the whole thing, and then you told me something completely different about what you read. You went back to the cover and rejudged it by the cover again, even though you read the book. That's what's so strange about this one to me. Like, yes, human weakness. We judge the book by its cover. But we're usually here for the, oh, And then we were proven wrong. But not yet. And I think about Steph Curry. And I'm not saying that Brock is Steph, but in terms of what you're saying, judging a book by the cover, you look at Steph Curry and coming out of Davidson, it was no chance. No chance this guy's going to ever be even a a legitimate NBA starter, let alone a star, let alone a guy who's going to change the the face of the league. And it took people, Charles Barkley, for a great example, it took more than one title for them to realize, oh, okay, wow, maybe this guy is not only good, but great, but elite. And maybe a superstar. And Tom Brady's another one where you look at where he was drafted, the fact that he was, what, fifth string at Michigan, and <laughs> you know he had a fluky start to his career with the tuck rule and all the rest of it. It took him to get a couple before you realized, oh my, maybe he is actually a good quarterback. Well, and this is why I do think that if the 49ers win the game next week, it's not going to be this uh, snap Everything is now sounds the way many people want it to sound. I, I don't think that. It's got to depend on on how it plays out. Like I'm thinking back to when Brady beat the Rams, when he beat the greatest show on turf. And correct my my memory, was it twenty to seventeen? Was it the final score? 17-14, 20 to seventeen, low scoring football game. Tom Brady was not ready at that point in his career or the play calling around him 
was not ready at that point in his career to say, hey, my man, drop back and let's be high flying. Yeah, 2017. 20 to 17. Would you have stats? What did Brady go in that game? I oh. bet you he didn't throw for 200 yards. Uh, the MVP in that game was Tom Brady. Okay, but what did he throw for? Uh, he went for a buck 45. Okay. 16 of 27. Buck 45. Buck 45. Buck 45. Buck 45. Dude. And he won Super Bowl MVP, but I remember this clearly. We did Buck not 45. We did not come out of that game going, "Oh my god, Tom Brady can sling it." Because he didn't. They ran the ball and they played defense and they had a money kicker and he held both sides of his head with that beautiful smile and went, Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening to me. Buck 45. It wasn't, coach. Like, it wasn't like he went out there. We, our perception was not Tom Brady did this. Our perception was it happened to Tom because he was only a second or third year player who had barely played football before and he wasn't ready. For some sort of a wide open, we're down 28-3, and I got you, I can come back type of a deal. Same thing with Brock, and I promise you, they win this game next week, he throws for 201, and McCaffrey's got two touchdowns, the per- we will not come out of this like, okay, he did it. No. The perception will remain that this happened to Brock, yeah. as opposed to he did it. It happened with Brock, yes. yeah, not because of Brock, and I—that's why I do think that McCaffrey for MVP is a good value bet I agree. at four to one odds. Because, and I—I I couldn't remember. Man, I'm glad you had me look this up. Sixteen to twenty-seven hundred buck forty-five. I knew, man. I'm telling you, they barely Dude, threw the ball. I mean, they barely threw it. Kurt Warner goes for three sixty-five. <laughs> he threw two picks. One wow. of them was a pick six by Ty Law, which gave the Patriots their first score. David Patton, the only touchdown from Brady and Vinatieri with a couple of field goals, and that was it. It was the Patriots' good defense, and you're right. If this game goes like that for Brock, if he goes 16 to 27 for a buck 45, and they win, Cam Newton going to do a podcast, dude, at halftime. He's going to do a podcast. A, a yeah. lot of them will yeah. do a podcast, and um, you know, even though Brock Purdy will be a Super Bowl champ, yeah. I think McCaffrey, Antoine Smith went 18 for 92 on the ground, and I guess there was no other good MVP well, candidate in that and, game. And if you do look at the matchup, and we've got plenty of time for this, if you do look at the matchup, like where the Chiefs' weakness is on defense, I love your bet. It sets up for McCaffrey, not Purdy. Yeah. Absolutely, like their run defense is not good. It is not good. And so, if you're Kyle Shanahan, why wouldn't you attack the hell out of that? Exactly. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, I wonder if, uh, in this scenario, if Mahomes has a game like Warner did, 365 and a loss, if he doesn't become the second losing player to ever win the MVP in the Super Bowl. Mm. Chuck Howley, I believe, the first. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. I feel like that's never going to happen again. I feel like people just won't do it. Like, but I, if the there was going to be a look, time, I know. But the way we look at life now, people just can't. Like uh, people will shake. They're going to vote for somebody. I who get lost. it. But if you look, like if you take the names off of this game, yeah. And you put like I hear you. If you put Purdy sixteen to twenty seven, one forty five, <laughs> McCaffrey eighteen for ninety two, no touchdown, and Mahomes twenty eight for forty four, three sixty five. Did Tom turn it over? Uh, no. Yeah, no. that's what it is. Yeah. Dink, dunk. Dude, dink and or dunk. Yep, yep. 
Uh, Dude. David in Denver. Hey, David, what's up? Hey, guys. Um, just want to talk. I heard about the Cam Newton this morning, and I want to say uh, I feel like, for me, Cam Newton is like the antithesis of Brock Purdy. Uh, you know they hear how you've heard the term um, gamer. Well, Cam Newton has showed us on different occasions he's not quite the gamer, even in the biggest moments like the Super Bowl. And I feel like everything that he embodies, Brock Purdy is not. So I kind of feel good about him making those comments. I'm kind of like, it almost reassures me for my faith of who Brock Purdy is, um, if that makes sense. And the other thing was, to your guys' point, about two weeks ago, I kind of thought to myself, you know what? Once we do go on and win the Super Bowl, no matter what and no matter how it looks, the narrative is not going to change on Brock Purdy, and I've kind of accepted that as a fan. It's just not because the people who are saying outlandish stuff now are still going to find a way to say that after next Sunday. I agree with you, David. Uh, thanks so much for the call. Appreciate it. And, um, yeah, like I, I, I'm not all up in my feelings about that. I just think it's sad. I really do. And Cam's not the only example. There, there's plenty. Of, I brought up another one. Kendrick Perkins is another, to me, is a great example of somebody who now has decided I'm going to make a career out of knocking down people who do what I used to do, and I'm going to elevate what I used to do in, in people's minds and uh, and try to stay relevant. It, it, it's, to me, it's just kind of a sad luck. It's as sad as the person on the craps table who comes in and they're betting the don't pass. They come in good and they're betting the don't pass. I don't and like that guy at all. No. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Well, there's so a party over here. You roll an eight. Don't be the cops. And eight's the point, and you come out and you put your money on the don't pass. I'm rooting for a seven. I'm rooting, I'm rooting for I'm rooting I, against all you. All of you. Yes. I'm rooting against all of you. Right. Yeah. And You're that's like showing up at a Super Bowl party in San Francisco with a Chiefs hat. I'm just here to tick y'all off. Yeah. Don't do not do that. That's just, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Don't play the don't. Um, presented by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. Get over to Twitch and YouTube. We love connecting with all of you there. Uh, Dib's got another new hoodie on today. It's beautiful. Twitch and YouTube. Twitch.tv slash 957thegame. YouTube.com slash 957thegame. You can subscribe. Hit the thumbs up. Like. We would love it. You can get all the content there. It's powered by First NorCal Credit Union. We'll keep going with your calls. Peter King in 20 minutes. And coming up next, Nick Bosa's very interesting answer to the question, have you seen anyone on your defense behave selfishly this year? That's coming up next on Willard and Dibs. The Road to Vegas is brought to you by Marowest Credit Union. Working for you today, tomorrow, together. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.